Cash Color Cannabis a high level of conversation. I'm I'm honored to say I have a friend of mine in the, in the building today, my man Ted Metz. Ted, how are you doing today? Mecca, thank you for having me in, man. This, this is so great to catch up with you. It's been, like we said before, the 420 rally yeah. since I last saw you, and then I went through all this cancer crap, and here I am. <laughs> yeah, 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 That's, and, and it's crazy, man. So, you know, but, but you're here for a reason. Like, you're actually running for governor of Georgia. And, you know, that's a that's a monumental feat. And we will get into that. But before we get into that, for those who don't know, who is Ted Metz? Oh, gracious sakes, man. Where do you <laughs> want me to start? You want me to start me like like when I was born in Roswell, New Mexico, and then work my way forward like, nah, 60 can... years to bring you to this point where I have arrived at the place that I need to be when I'm needed to be here. No, nah, you, you can put it in a nutshell. To share with people, <laughs> to show them how we can fix all the situation. Yeah. I hope every got. I I can't move my mouth still from the surgery. Oh, so you okay? We when gotta, I mumble, uh, we're gonna take it. We're gonna take our time because we definitely want to hear this conversation. I just get today. excited because you know having an ability to speak the truth to power, yeah, and the power in the people and what we can do to actually take back control of the out of control government and the corruption and the scandals and you know the th- plunder. If everyone has ever read the book called The Law by Frederick. Bastiat, B-A-S-T-I-A-T. Mm. You can download that book. It's really short, and it, it is a basic uh, premise of libertarianism about how government is for only has a monopoly on force, and by intimidation and tactics like fear and divide and distract, they rule over us, and and it's like herd management, just you know herding us along, telling us what we what to think and what to eat and what to buy and what we can buy and what we can't do and what we. Are, you know what's against the law and what they'll put us in the criminal justice system for and, and, and so many other things. It's just it's a myriad of things that is all I'm going to say the word BS. Can I say that? Oh, you can say it. We curse all you know, the time. It's, it's, it's bullshit, <laughs> yeah. man. They, they, they pile bullshit on top of bullshit based on false premises. Like, like the DEA Schedule 1 states that a, a substance must have a high propensity for abuse, no medical value, and be subject to addiction. Yeah. And marijuana does not fit any one of those. So that law is the capstone of all lo- laws that flow down that cite the it's against federal law. And the DEA does not even have the authority to make regulations. That is a legislative thing. This is a bullshit department under a false premise of authority under the Constitution. And Georgia has the same sort of problems. And we can rein in government by saying what is constitutional and the reason is why it's constitutional to replace what we have now to a level playing field where everyone has equal rights from the top down, from the bottom up. Everyone has equal rights and equal protection under the law. And that's how we fix criminal justice. Yeah. You know what? So um, I'll take a breath. <laughs> Let's talk about what made you throw your hat in the ring in the first place. Like, what, what, you know, you did briefly tell me a story behind the scenes, but explain how you got how you found yourself being the representative representing <laughs> the Libertarian Party. OK, well, I actually took no part in that at all. Uh, and and that's, that's, a, that's a factual matter. I don't know how many people out there have ever followed anything by a guy named Adam Kokesh. 
He's done a lot of stuff. He had a, a podcast for a long time called Adam versus the Man, and he was arrested um, in Washington D.C. on the on in front of the White House, cocking a shotgun, mm. and he sent, spent like several months in jail for that. And he does activism like that to raise awareness that if we don't exercise our rights, it isn't out in front of us to say, "Oh my gosh, you know, now we know why it's important." Yeah. So you know this whole thing about you know gun control. When you hear a politician talking about gun control, let me tell you what they only want little people not to have guns they want their security forces and the police and the military and everybody else have huge expensive automatic weapons and we can't have shit you know we're back to the stone age yeah you know that's oppression that's tyranny but how did you get to a point where oh i'm sorry i i I completely got off track um this is what i do uh well i'm glad i needed you to steer me because i'm just kind of drifting through all so many thoughts about what is wrong it's it's almost mind-boggling that's what i'm saying we could actually have these conversations this is another reason why i have a chance to have a podcast i can have a real conversation with with real people (laughs) i I actually know you know what i mean but definitely we do got other humans fellow humans fellow humans humans. but we also got to keep to a schedule (laughs) how did you so rein me in how did you Um, get i was i was i i became the chair of the libertarian party of georgia um, by election, I had ran for um, insurance commissioner for the Libertarian Party in 2014. Mm. Before that, I was actually part of the Republican Party. I went in with Ron Paul on the whole liberty movement thing. Okay, okay. Okay, and so after, after so much disappointment in the GOP and the, and the chairman of our county party going to prison for child molestation, uh, you know, I, it's like you lay down with dogs, you get up with fleas, right? So you they just have no Ron principles, Paul. no ethics. So. I had an opportunity to switch parties to the Libertarian Party in 2014 to run for insurance commissioner because mm. that has been my career. And I'm damn good at it. Okay, educated in it also. So you know, I know that I know that kind of stuff. So I actually ran. I, I ran a credible campaign. I got absolutely no media coverage. I got some some attention, but I went to every Tea Party everywhere. I, I also ran Derek Grayson for Senate mm. uh, with uh, during Shambliss's Zaxby Shambliss's um, retirement. And then, anyway, so I, I'm deep in the Libertarian Party. Uh, helped several campaigns, like for state house around around the state. I've done a lot of stuff like that. I've also done the cannabis activism. Yes. So all of that stuff is known to the party, and I I was elected their chair, uh, I guess almost two years ago. Okay. And then, I was actually running the party and running a company that was starting to get really successful before a fire alarm which was what triggered me at the debates. So I had more time to devote to the party, but I was diagnosed with cancer that started on my ear and just didn't go away for a while. It got treated a couple of times. It went away. It came back with a vengeance. And just like over the period of a couple of weeks, it went from just a little thing on my ear to like lumps behind my ear. And then like a couple of weeks later, it was like huge lumps. And then the last time I was here, I think I had a fucking huge lump. Sticking out of my neck, right? It was, I'm, it was, I'm, I'm trying to remember because I know you were a lot heavier. Actually, uh, yeah, I man, I lost yeah. like feeling. Yeah, you I lost a ton of pride. You know, this was, this, let me, this let me was tell you, when I met Ted, Ted, Ted Metz had a ponytail. Oh <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah, because I, 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 I grew up my hair for a uh, donation for locks for of love. All right, so anyway, <laughs> here I am with cancer. It, it rapidly just like devastated me. I actually tried to do the Rick Simpson treatment, and I got mm-hmm. like 40 days into it, and I think it actually did help slow the growth. Because okay. it, it was like, it, it, it grew so fast, it was just, it was mind-boggling. Anyway, so I lost a lot of stuff in surgery, and parts of my mouth still don't work, but I try. <laughs> um, my eye is droopy because of, of the facial paralysis, and it comes and goes, and it's, it's like weird. But anyway, I was in the hospital having surgery on January 30th, and our convention was March the 3rd. 
So I was still in the hospital right out of surgery, like just like, you know, trying to come to grips with like not having an ear anymore, even though I was anticipating it because, you know, I'm, I'm not stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, congratulations surviving that, though. Oh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still fighting that. But we'll talk about that, too. Um, <laughs> let me take a drink because my mouth is dry. Oh, yeah. Go, go, go ahead. So my buddy Adam Kokesh was doing a, uh, the the Freedom book tour. Remember those box, the Freedom? Yeah, the, the book you gave me. One I need to get. Yeah. Uh, we're about to have another shipment of like eighty seven thousand. If you want to ship in that Freedom book, is a great damn book. But yeah, when I was at um, a Nor- and I forgot all about that until Peace just Street, now. We was at a Peace Street Normal meeting. Um, but I brought him over here for for a party. We did have some. Yeah, yeah and man, like everybody's like snarfed it up, and yeah. I had some over at the Omen Agency a couple of times, and yep. they just like they they evaporated like. And everyone's like later, so wow, yeah, that yeah. was the best Ted's thing I been, ever Ted's read. Ted's been around Cash Color Cannabis for, for all, oh, since gosh. the beginning. Since the beginning, yeah, you, you have been. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and crazy. I only missed it because I was like, I was like, um, I'm dying from cancer. Yeah, the only reason you missed a lot of the growth was you was dying from cancer, but you bounced yeah. back to actually be running for governor. Yeah. So here I am in the hospital, and, and my friend Adam Kokesh was going through Atlanta on his, his mission to spread the uh, liberty and freedom message for profit. Which I kept, you know, you got to make a living somehow. Why not yeah. do it spreading liberty? Because, you know, the message is, is what's important. Being able to support yourself spreading the message is also extremely important. Mm-hmm. If you're not independently wealthy, then you, like, have to learn how to, like, live on nothing and just, like, you know, uh, do the best you can. Mm-hmm. So, and which is another lifestyle that we really need to talk about because all this crap for, like, uh, pursuit of wealth and, and stuff, it's material things aren't nearly as much fun as spiritual things, so. Let's talk about that later, too. Okay. Um, so, anyway, here I am in the hospital. My friend Adam Kesh comes and visit, visits me, like, the day after surgery. He was in yeah. town for a couple of days. He came for the convention. I asked him to speak. It was a controversy. I got it in film. I never never released it. I'd love to because it was, like, it was such a cool thing. Larry Sharp was here also. Anyway, that's, it's a long story, and everything I thought worked out cool, but well, they were going through the nominations, and, and they got to the governor. And this nomination call from the floor adams adams a, a party a card carrying party member so he had the authority to cast a vote a nomination actually so he nominated me and the floor agreed so like i i won overwhelmingly but i think there was an argument among the libertarians so some of them are mad at me because they were thinking that i would be a paper candidate and then just we'll find a candidate after so we can file for replacement so i wouldn't really they actually run getting up off, uh, off, off out of a hospital bed right <laughs> well so I, again a lot of them were kind of mad at me for for um not not going with the strategy that i wasn't aware of until well after i had established firmly in my mind that i am the man to run <laughs> so that's how it came about my friend adam kokesh who was going to come through town because i asked him to come and speak at the convention in my stead because i knew i was going to be in the hospital came down he nominated me they agreed, uh, the uh, overwhelming majority of the vote, um, and then here I am. So I, I, I went through hell. I went through chemotherapy and radiation and all kinds of stuff in the early days of the campaign, and I never got it kicked off the way I had it planned with the organization. And Because, you know, I also did the AFP, Grassroots Leadership Academy and stuff, so I really have gone through activist training, including learning Solinsky and everything. Bro, you, you, you've been hella active even even through the surgery and even through the treatment, you know, so that, that, that's applaudable in itself. But right now you are running, running for governor. You are running against two people who do have a bigger machine and, and, a, and a bigger, just a bigger presence overall, you know what I'm saying? They, like, they're, they're organized mafia is much more efficient than mine, yes. <laughs> somebody like Stacey Abrams or somebody like Brian Kemp, both, both of those candidates, I guess, would be um, 
bigger than you. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Well, what do you mean by bigger? Because you know, I was going to define that. Please. I was about to say when I say bigger, I say like when when you when you think of a media presence, they have okay, a, yeah, yeah, they're, 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 they're bigger they're than you on that side compared to me, and I'm just an ant. But you know what? Persistence pays. And that's what I was going to ask you. What 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 makes you feel like you have a a, a chance to defeat both of those? Oh, you, I pulled up that chart a minute ago, right? Yeah, you did. Um, that, that, the thing is, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, and I have crossed a lot of party lines and yeah. a lot of, a lot of racial lines, a lot of uh, uh, what's the word. Um, cultural barriers and such yeah because you know people that actually know me know that i've been active in in the community right right johnson yeah friend johnson thompson i haven't seen him in in since you since you stiffed me on on the payment for the website help i gave you you know i never got a nug for me man uh pardon me i'm settling a score over here (laughs) he said a nug Um, my my friend johnson thompson And I kind of missed chatting with you, but I just like like ran out of time while I was dying with cancer and Wait, didn't keep y'all, up. With y'all, you. But y'all I'm glad you're back, man. I know you I was supposed to my stuff, so I'm glad you're keeping up with me, dude. We'll catch up later. Yeah, we right. we we got y'all. We got y'all. Y'all gonna, y'all can talk afterwards, man. <laughs> so, it's, really, it's really interesting. Also, you see like the uh, two campaigns going on. I I might get good got audio. To, yeah, and and it's like Brian Kemp doesn't even have a token. <laughs> you know what I think about Brian? Kemp? <laughs> Brian Kemp to me is somebody who's unelectable. And, and I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm pretty sure there's a lot. There's, he has a fan base. He has enough of people who are gonna vote for who hey, do want to vote for. I'm him. gonna put out a call right now to go and try and crash my server again. Okay. You know, the night of the uh, the debate, my server crashed. Did it? Oh man, man, it just it got overwhelmed. So overnight that night, after I got home from uh, the the post debate party, I went to work and I migrated that whole thing to a new VPN server so I could serve the traffic. <laughs> I did a little re- redesign. Go to my website, tedmets.com. And right on the homepage, there's a, there's a pop-up that comes up and says, look at all the different scandals that the both candidates have, have, have uh, cost millions of dollars of taxpayer money to resolve. And they're all right there on my website. You know, go look at the dirty laundry because they are, they are not clean, um, honest people with integrity to do good for the community. They're out for themselves no, and their buddies. And you speak about that because those are your campaign points. Um, when we... When we Discussing Stacey Abrams and Brian Kemp again when it comes to defeating them, you know, you were speaking about the percentage that there are. Oh, 50- oh, you got me back on track now. Yeah. Um, there's a recent <laughs> a recent um, Gallup poll survey, um, and I think that the date was September 28th. It was on my phone. I don't have my phone, but that's okay. Don't don't do nothing. Yeah, it's good. Um, it was 57 percent of 50 percent of, of the entire American survey population. It was a huge survey, mm. so. 57% of a very wide sample of people said that we need a third party. 57% yes. of the people. Yes. 57% is a lot bigger than the remainder that is split between the two polarized sides. Yeah, and it's polarized for a reason. Like right now, we're in a situation where... You know, choose the lesser of two evils. You it, know, parties are looking almost like gangs. You know, like like you really got to decide whether you're, not, whether you're going to rep blue or whether you're going to rep, rep red. And you got to do this... Through thick or thin, you know what I'm saying? Like you taking a blood oath. Well, let me, you know let me, what I'm saying? Me like it's almost like you taking a blood oath. Let me, let me do point, it. Let so. me do a cut here. You know the difference yeah. between oh, I'm almost ready to lose it. A, a, a citizen, an armed citizen, and a armed government official. What's the difference? Government officials usually, when they shoot you, they always investigate themselves and find they did nothing wrong, <laughs> or they relied on their training. 
now you know that and that that's that's, that's that's part of criminal justice reform let's get down to the bottom of that i was about to say and that speaks with more of your issues but we're going to talk about that in, in a second so anyway 57 yeah. percent of all americans across the board mm-hmm. want to see a third party and then 34 percent of democrats which are actually i got to get the numbers straight 30 um 20 26 percent of all all voters claim that they are democrats 29% of all people claim to be Republicans. The remainder, which I think is 42%, claim in, that they're independent. Yeah. Now, out of all that survey, 57% of all people said they want a third party. 34% of Democrats said they want a third party. And 54% of Republicans said they want a third party. Do you understand the math involved? Yeah. It, if everyone wanted, who wanted a third party would actually vote third party... We would win 75% of the vote. What that poll told me was there's actually there's more people out there who, than you think of that want options. Like I would, and this is what the media doesn't tell you. And, and this is exactly it. This is voter suppression. They don't tell you how many other people feel the same way you do. They keep steering us to choose sides. And, I, and, and I'm, I'm to an understanding of that to this point because I've voted Democrat for the most of my time since I've been able to vote. But lately I've been leaning independent. I know that's not a thing you could do in Georgia, but I've been more leaning independent. Not saying there's ever been a Republican candidate that I thought would ever deserve my vote, but it's just like at one point, you know, saying slide somebody else in. Like I was alive when Ross Perot happened. You know, like oh, nobody dude, I thought, thought I voted for that. Guy. You know, like nobody thought that was going to happen. But you really needed a situation that was going to create an actual conversation that was going to make people actually want to go vote. And we're in a situation here where people are almost at a stalemate when it comes to voting. Like they, they 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 think about it, but they don't really want to. They they feel like it's not going to work. It doesn't benefit them in any way, shape, or form. But it and totally they don't want to participate in that. Yeah, so but, they just but, withdraw. But it totally and, and does. Then with the, that withdrawal. Um, with the tyranny of only having two choices, yeah, it's making people not want to vote, and that's a, that's a well. That's, that's, a that's how they got us. They got us with ballot access. See, they they, they restrict our ballot access to an unachievable goal. Yeah. Yet, oh, by giving us bad bad voter data, outdated voter data. Yet, I know for this campaign right now, they are using the active voter, um, what do you call it, real time voter data for the GOP to be sending out text messages to people on the voter rolls that have not yet voted. Now that's really scary. That's 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 a deep level of of, of data intrusion. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Um, have you got the text message? And and the thing the is, they don't share that shit with the libertarians. I've gotten text messages from some campaign. They swear my name is Laurel. They they don't even know my name. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't even know my name. They just be like, "Good morning, Laurel." We just want to remind you. And I'm like, "I'm not Laurel, dog." Like I don't even know who this is. Uh, it doesn't come up with who it is. It's like no, the NAACP no. strongly you're not at all. To vote not, for the not first at all. Not at all. I haven't even. And I used to get those. I haven't got it. It wasn't a Planned Parenthood. It wasn't NAACP. It was literally a hey. Matter of fact, I felt it was somebody because I've done canvassing before. I felt well, it was somebody. It could was also be an for. auto script that somebody's running yeah. for, for pennies per per script, and they're just making bank off of this stuff that's highly illegal. According, <laughs> well, I say illegal. It's against the federal communications um, code uh, that, that restricts campaigns from sending out automated text messages without having the express written permission of the person owning the phone. Mm. Well, let me tell you something. Donald Trump does not have my express permission to send me a text message. Like, so I'm, I'm going to remember that next time I get a text message from that man. You do not have express permit for me to use my phone. And the thing is, Bro. you can't hold them accountable. That's the other thing about yeah. a government right now is, is nobody is held accountable for mis- malfeasance. You know what? And that's again, let's get to your talking points because that's one of your talking points. You well, know, that's that, one of my talking. Yeah, points. that that you're the 
We're talking about oh federal corruption. I, I got a friend about, in South Georgia. You know Jessica Salaji? Um, I don't personally know. Have you seen her writing and stuff? She's that all on Georgia from South Georgia? No. Ted um, always reminds me of somebody, though. Let me tell you something. He'll, he'll she's always blonde. put a person She's got a lot of blonde hair, and, and she does some Fox 5 stuff, like, like um, with the chalkboard and stuff, and she's kind of got a high, squeaky voice. Were you on the show recently? Yes. Okay, I think I've seen it on your Facebook. Well, you better that's have, because that, yeah. that was one of the first um, sit-down interviews I had with anybody. Yeah, I saw that. And that was like the first Facebook. media contact that anyone even tried to make with me. And that's part of the voter suppression of the media um, uh, being oppressive to a different voice than the two polarized parties. You know? You know, um, okay, let's get in. Let's, let, I, wanted, I was about to talk about the debate. Let's get to the talking points. You do have talking points, you know, um, as, far as, as far as for your campaign, that you are definitely against federal, federal um, mis- Oh, I'm about to say the word wrong. Um, malfeasance? Malfeasance. <laughs> Federal mm. malfeasance. But you're definitely pro, um, pro-decriminalization. So let's speak about your, let's speak about your, your, your main topics. As well, far let's, as start, let's start here again. I, I didn't mean to like talk over you. I'm sorry about that. But I was anticipating oh, the end of your question, and I got it oh, you could. mostly good. But the thing is, alcohol, the prohibition of alcohol required a constitutional amendment to do that. Similarly... The prohibition of cannabis similarly needs a, the same sort of constitutional amendment to prohibit it. There is none. The law is bullshit. Mm. Nobody argues the law. They don't argue jurisdiction. They just, like, argue the charge. Mm. You're um, right. There's a whole lot of going on to get along. Well, you know what I'm saying? When it, when, it, when it comes to shit like that, where we don't fully ask for, you know what I'm saying? We don't fully ask questions. You know, you've been, you've been seeing something for so long that you don't, you don't question it after, after a certain well, you, amount of time. You get, you get desensitized. Yeah. And then, and then I think a lot, uh, you know, if anyone is really familiar with the term Stockholm syndrome, yeah. you know, I think that's what a lot of voters are like uh, having a Stockholm syndrome because they're, they, they're, they feel like they love their captors. And a lot of people are, are, to, are totally captured. They're captured. Um, you know, if they're debt ridden, if they got uh, student loans, and they're just like they're struggling to, uh, you know, it's like they sold their soul, right? Because they're they're captured by debt, um, and 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 the government knows that, so they just keep loading you with debt to, to, until you get your breaking point, and then they get you in some other system like the criminal justice system because you're mm-hmm. broke and in poverty and don't have anything else to do, so they start hassling you for like being homeless or whatever. It's like, yeah. what are you going to do about that? Well. We have to have like a community effort to clean it up, and you know I, I was saying that a minute ago. Is like I, I've been uh, like forming alliances with lots of different organizations that have some uh, interest in one type of body of law, mm. like you know uh, bail reform. That's something else that the uh, bail reform is, is a hot topic. We we we, we argued our, our um, political. I forgot what the, his title is. Um, um, Timmy Smith, he's he's with the Libertarian Party. And he's got a, a position, but I just completely blanked on what it was. Um, um, political policy, let's see. Uh, anyway, he's been doing a lot of stuff with the cash bail reform, and and I think we were successful in, in having at, Atlanta take a good look at um, cash bail, and I think we're still working on the ordinance mm-hmm. to kind of like make it. Uh, appropriate to the situation because we know that people are in jail just because they can't raise bail yeah. and and that's the whole thing about what happened to the concept of innocent until proven guilty you know what is the purpose of bail it's, it's just you know somebody's making money off of somebody else uh 
usury. You know, that's exactly what that is. That's, that's total usury. You know, there's, there's, no, no, there's no point to it. They argue that, well, that's the only way we can get them to show up. It's like, no, how about, like, texting or, or, or keeping track of them to find out what they are, if they're, if they're homeless or if they're in the hospital. But it's ask like, my permission first before you text me. But that's my written permission, written permission for you. Text me, man. So that's one of the points I know as well. You speak about decriminalization. When did Mm. you become? When did did the? When did you get that passion about fighting for decriminalization? Because again, I know how I met you. (laughs) So when did did you find that passion? Well, I I guess it's after I met Sharon Ravert. Okay, now that's actually um, really part of my activism. Sorry, back. Do you remember the uh, Dan Johnson? You know Dan Johnson, the uh, young. A uh, blonde-haired guy from Ohio. Was he with Normal? Um, never with Normal. He started um, P- Panda, People Against the NDAA, okay. as, a, as a 17-year-old from his college dorm. And since then, we, he and I have done a lot of activism together, and I helped with a, a group called People Against the NDAA. And then after that, we went on to do Solutions Institute. I retired from Solutions Institute from the board of directors to go and be the Libertarian Party chair. So anyway, Dan Johnson, uh, we did a, a Panda event at Mabel House. Oh, gosh, I think it might, it might have been 2013. And Sharon Ravert was one of the invitees to this, like, Liberty event. We had, like, an all-day Liberty Festival with, like, 10 bands and, like, a whole bunch of speakers. And, and you know, it was a, a Liberty Fest, a, a festival of, okay, this is, this is what it means to be a constitutionally run republic rather than the bullshit we have now. So if we're going to be a constitutional republic, we can use the Constitution essentially to force them back into their constraints because that's what the Constitution is. Mm. It's, a, it's a restrictive document on what government can do and cannot do and how they can go about doing something. So we don't hold them to that. That's, that's the whole thing. It's like qualified immunity and sovereign immunity. You can't, you can't get a judgment against them because they're the government and they make the rules as they go along, and you can't argue it unless you've got a huge legal fund to be able to take them all the way up to the Supreme Court. Yeah. I'm being timed out here. Oh, no, no. <laughs> That's somebody. Oh, uh, we have a horse and carriage outside. All right. And For like, a minute, I thought it was hip-hop. Like, okay, that, well, okay, I'm, it, I'm, I'm was, getting it, faded it, out to a commercial. Okay. If that ain't the most Atlanta shit ever, that was a horse and carriage that drove oh. by playing shoddy low. <laughs> 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 like, if that ain't the most Atlanta shit ever. Have you ever been to the Bantam Pub? On um, Ralph, no, I no, David E. Lowry, not yet. Uh, just down from the Carter Center, not yet. That's a cool spot, man. That's that's where that picture of that gorgeous female came from. <laughs> this is that was a cool guy. spot, man. It was, it was in the sunshine, and it was just like an absolute beautiful fall day. Yeah. It's um, got a patio on the outside that's kind of dug into the ground, so you're like at eye level with the wall to see out, and it's like sunny and it's cool. That's so check it out, man. My friend Dan works there. That's what's up. All right, so decrim. So Sharon Raver brought that story on. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, yeah, I met Sharon Raver doing um, Peachtree Normal. Well, actually, I think I, I'm trying to remember if it was the Baby Boo Boo thing. Remember Baby Boo Boo? The, the little baby. Um, I'm, I'm going to draw a blank. I'm going to blame it on. I really feel like I'm seeing a protest outside of Grady right now. Well, Baby Boo Boo was a guy, you know, they had a, a no-knock warrant, and they threw in a, a, oh, flash, a flash bomb. Bang. Yeah, there was a baby outside. Yeah, they was, they was pro- I, um, I remember that outside of Grady Hospital. I just can't remember his last name. And I, I, oh, well, I yeah. stumble sometimes. Um, there was hearings uh, about no-knock warrants, and, and the argument was they've never been constitutional, and, and by passing a law uh, that does not give the legal 
hierarchy authority to be of any force. It would not be valid. You have to have a constitutional amendment to change things like our basic, you know, Fourth and Fifth Amendment. Um, Georgia's constitution has always been knock and announce. It's never been no knock. So that whole whole Katherine Johnson thing. I've been going since Katherine Johnson for you know that that that's something that like got me up and got me riled up and started looking for things to like how do we fight this kind of bullshit. <laughs> so um, all right. Anyway, uh, in that hearing, in the baby boo boo hearing. Uh, and the no-knock warrant thing and all that, that's how I met Sharon because her group was Peachtree Normal, the yep. National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, and she got into that organization because of a no-knock war- warrant in her house, and like her herself and her family still have PTSD over that incident. They're always paranoid that the police are just going to like crash in the door with automatic weapons pointed at them with the laser sights, and you know, just like it's just a scary thing. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's how I met Sharon. You know, so I, I, I kind of uh, identify with a lot of what she went through. So um, knowing Sharon and knowing her leadership and her, her willingness to get up and speak uh, kind of like attracted me to, to get involved with Peachtree Normal and get into the cannabis fight. Um, and that's why I met all the Peachtree Normal people. Have you had Dean Signs on before? No, I haven't. Um, he's, I think, the current executive director. Now, the last person I had um, from Tom Normal. McCain. How about Tom McCain, man? He, you would love to have Tom McCain on. He's the current president. The last person I had from Normal was um, Ebony. Ebony Knight came on. She's like um, uh, Normal Women's Alliance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She. Came I don't from. know if that's officially. I don't know if that's officially sanctioned. But um, I love Ebony. I do. Do, uh, do you follow her uh, on Facebook? Yes. Did you see what I said on her? Something about. Uh, lacking romance. <laughs> no, no, Ted, no. I posted a funny that cracked her the hell up, you know, spit on her keyboard, kind of like, ha, 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 you got me on that one. Bro. I love it. I mean, she's great. We've been friends for a long time. Bro. You are hilarious, man. So working with, working with Sharon and Peachtree Normal is, is what got you here where you're fighting for, de- for decriminalization. Well, yeah, and I met Coach Harris and all those people and, and Kenyette Tisha Barnes and a whole Coach. bunch of really good people in the fight. Um, um, shout out to, um, um, what's her last, last, her last name's Johnson, and I can't think of her first name, but she just got in a car wreck and broke a arm pretty seriously. Um, uh, again, my, my, my recall since surgery has been not nearly as sharp as it normally is. So oh, I apologize for the lapses in memory. Sir, but. it's all good. This is what I do. Uh, <laughs> and can somebody go open the door for, I guess, ease downstairs? Appreciate that, man. Um, I'd love to vape in the shot. Are you going to cut away for commercial? Or do you, oh, no, no, no. We, we, straight? we still we still got a, a, a couple more minutes here. All right, because, you know, I, I freeform. I can go on. Um, but cannabis is a huge thing because not only because of the medical benefits. I don't know which camera to look at, so I'll just oh, like, that stare off into space, yeah, watch no. the basketball game. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's why I'm stumbling. You know, there's a basketball game in the background. Yeah, we do. We do, we do have a lot of a lot of stuff happening around <laughs> here, man. But but we're always right here. Cash color. Still not nearly in t- as intimidating as standing in front of like six cameras with the fire alarm going off. Let me tell you, we I I want to get to that debate. <laughs> like, I, 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 I want to get to that debate. In fact, let's just get to the debate. Um, All right. For one, you were a last minute. You were a last minute placement of the debate in the. In, in no, the, not on the G. On not the Georgia Public Broadcasting has a strict rule mm-hmm. to include all candidates who are qualified and on the ballot. Okay, so you I are qualified to, to be on the ballot March sixth. Abrams and Kemp, not until like July or after the runoff. Yeah. 
Um, so I forgot what your question was. Oh no, we were going to talk about the debate. The, All the, right. So, so, the, so, how do you feel like you fared against your your opponents during during the debate? Did you feel like you got out your points? As, that you got out your points, being that it was your one time to be on, be in the spotlight like that. Well, I kind of flubbed the first question because I have a, a tendency to use big words, and everyone that was doing the debate prep with me is like. Watch what you say. Don't use big words. Oh, man, you we in the SEO. People, you have to talk on a, on, a, on a sixth grade level. We in the SEO world now, bro. You, yeah, you oh, shorten man. the words so like, down. Like, um, and on, on, trying, on trying to formulate my normal response would be like, like real heady and like, like use big words and such. Yeah. And trying to filter what I was trying to get my message across. I was going, no, no, I can't use that word. What's another word for that? It's like trying to do the, the, the thesaurus in my head Why wasn't I- working fast enough to keep up with what I really wanted to say. So I'm imagining you blogging momentum. right now and just getting nothing but red lights when, before you hit it, before you hit edit, like nothing but red lights, like too many words, too many paragraphs. Oh, because <laughs> I, I know everyone tells me that I, I use way too many words, but the thing is I'm a master of communication because I will not um, give you like the, the SEO version. I'm going to give you, uh, this is what I mean by that's why I was, you know, very at the very beginning, you know, big and that your definition was big was media presence. So, yeah. You know, getting on the same page about what what words are you using and what do you mean by them is very important, and that's something that we miss in the dialogue between cultures and races and 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 you know uh, different factions of of humanity that, who box themselves in with some sort of a hyphenated thing so they can be different and have a different set of rights than everybody else. Now, look, I, I actually agree with you on the part where I feel like people kind of when we speak, we don't we speak to surface. We don't really get to the points anymore. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think really if we started speak, we stop speaking past the surface. You would resolve so many issues that people feel like they have. Like, like well, they get hard feelings and stuff. And like sometimes you'll say a word. What is it? Um, I, I read a post from a friend of mine, Logan. Hi, Logan. That last picture you posted on Facebook, you're gorgeous in that makeup. You wow. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, hope to see you soon. Vote for me, please. Um, please vote for him. <laughs> that, that blew me away. I'm sorry, just like I had a random thought. No, that was just it was just the fact that the way you said it. Just please vote for him. <laughs> Get him, man. Vote for him. So anyway, uh, I was talking about a post and I completely lost it. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. she was. She posted that that um, it was a bar meeting tonight where she works and somebody was suggesting that they stop using the word jigger in the bar because it sounded too close to some other word that might be offensive to somebody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> well, you know, that's another thing. I, I, I'm recalling my childhood, as a matter of fact. That was, that was one of the, the, the slams that the more racist redneck uh, trailer park trash. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The boys of darker skin tones. Let me, let me, let me tell you, when I grew up, like I, the first, the first rap tape I had was NWA and I actually found it. Like I found it on the street going to school. I think you've told this story before. It sounds familiar. Yeah. You know, and I remember my dad found the tape and he was actually upset that this group of, this group of dudes called themselves niggas with an attitude. You know what I mean? And he went and looked at the background. He saw what the management was and all that. He just felt like, matter of fact, I remember him saying as a, saying to me as a kid, he said, that's going to be something that's going to, you are going to eventually regret seeing. And now that I see almost anybody saying it, like the, watching um, Takashi Six Nine rap and and say that, I feel like there's now rappers who just basically that's what you rap about. Like you rap so you could so thirteen year old white kids can say the word nigga. <laughs> like like this is literally what I'm seeing at this point. So it's again, it, that, but that's a whole another conversation because now we're talking. Well, about, see, that's what that's, that's the other thing about. But like jigger thing, yeah. If I heard like, that in like, the bar, I'd be pissed off. Like let me go back to my point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have been pissed off. 
coach addresses me as a as, as your favorite, I know he do uh, acronym and I know and he I, does. I, I feel so much at home when he does that. It's like thanks, thanks, man. Yeah, I know. Me yeah, me, me and coach are different people, man. All love to you. There's coach. only one race, people. It's the human race. I'm talking to you. Yes. Just don't play jigger in a, in a bar <laughs> until we get all this sorted out. Because <laughs> you might get into well, the thing is, what? Oh, give me shot glass. Okay, that's I guess a neutral term. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, give me a shot. Oh, glass, but I'm man. from Ireland. I don't know what a shot glass is. <laughs> you know what? We gonna run into a whole lot of other problems, but don't do the jigger one. <laughs> I can tell you early, it's gonna be a problem. It's not gonna be a discussion, just a whole problem. All right. Well, let's get to, back to the debate for there a minute. There you go. I, I was. I, I did actually give you some foreshadowing that I was yeah. having uh, a, a PTSD moment. Yeah, when, when the, the fire, fire alarm, alarm went, went off. off. Yeah. I I I, I want to kind of like lay low on what the what what it is we lost a million and a half of dollars worth of inventory, really in one fire alarm. Yeah, so you know oh. I've been kind of depressed about that, and then and, and then the cancer thing. So it's like been really kind of weird. He said in the cancer thing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's been it's been an interesting road. <clears throat> so anyway, there I was at the uh, GPP GBTV studio. Yes, uh, I had the debate pictured in my mind as the same stage setup as the 2014 insurance commissioner debate, which is still online. Go look at it. I mean, I, I've been doing this for a while. Um, it was a different studio, smaller studio, and, and the, some of the cameras were right up in your face. It was just weird. You know, hot lights and then really dark in the background. It's just weird. You know, um, I, I, I imagine myself doing this show on a bigger platform, but I still also, that's kind of crazy to stand out there and see that many people staring back at you. Oh man, there's like like 50 people from. Did you see the? Did you watch the after debate? No, I didn't. the after press storm, the after the debate press swarm. No, you know what? When I woke you need up to in watch the morning, that. It, that's on my that's on on my Facebook page. Ted Metz for governor on, at, at Facebook. It, it's, it's it's spontaneous. It's like me being me when I'm like, uh, okay, this is what I'm thinking about right now, and this is on my mind, and this is how I say it, and this is you know, it's, it's worth watching. It's like. Um, it's not quite eight minutes long. Seven minutes, 49 seconds. You kind of get all of my platforms and, and uh, attitudes, I guess, <laughs> about what's going on with government and in a short amount of time. Yeah. That, that's where we were going a minute ago. It's like yeah, I use were. a lot of words because I want to communicate because communication is important. And, and fixing stuff. Let me tell you one thing I've learned about Ted tonight. He is not the SEO candidate. <laughs> like, he, he will stretch the word out, baby. That, that's going to happen. Well, how else do you communicate? It's all about <laughs> communication, right? You know, if we can't communicate, then uh, all is lost, you know? And that's kind of where we've gotten with the polarization between the two parties. Because somebody's driving this dialogue of, of, of good versus evil or the lesser of two evils or extreme left versus extreme right or, you know, uh, Somebody's trying. I, I don't know if this is true or not because I haven't had time to vet it. But I, I've got a friend who like called me, and I, I always hate talking politics with him because he's an extreme uh, left. Uh, well, Democrat. I mean, he's like a Democrat. He's not necessarily a leftist, but he has bought the hook, line, and sinker of your battery's dead. Yeah. Oh no. No, it's all good. Well, the other camera's still going. Is yeah, everybody on both? Going. No. Yeah, we ain't missing nothing. <laughs> but he's brought. He's bought the storyline. You know, everything essentially is scripted by, by um, psychologists and psychiatrists that worked for um, think tanks in Washington, D.C. to develop how to say a certain number of words in a certain order to elicit an emotional response that either triggers your right brain or your left brain. 
And I swear to God, that that is what this is all about. Left that was a brain, Family right Guy brain. episode. <laughs> that was a Family Guy episode when 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 uh, his wife ran for ran for office and she kept saying nine eleven. Oh, I'm not going to say that. I'm not even going to say that now. <laughs> You're not going to lure me into that. <laughs> Nice try. Yeah, well, she, kept, she kept doing that in the that crowd with you. That was the best episode ever. Yes. ever. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, that's like getting back to that event on September in 2001. Yeah. Uh, brought in so many laws that violated so many of our rights at one time, and no one batted an eye. Mm. And it was like ready the next day after the alleged planes alleged brought the buildings down allegedly by normal office fires which had never destroyed a metal frame building in the history of metal frame buildings that was controlled demolition worldwide consortiums of real scientists and physicists have proven it by using the film it's easy to calculate the the dust plumes um actually um Right, there's a word of a volcanic eruption when, when the, the, the heavy particulate matter comes out as, as like a liquid, liquefaction. And the liquefaction from the explosions are evident because you can compare it right to a volcano and say, well, that's the same thing as an eruption. And that does not, that's not caused by gravity. That takes additional... Um, Explosive force. Wait, and I'm not to cut you <laughs> off because as I'm laughing, oh, I'm, thank not, you. I'm not laughing at the what you're saying. I'm more laughing at the fact you're also running for governor. Like running for governor and knowing what you believe in your own mind. How do you feel like you're actually going to be able to change anything when you do get to the position? If you do get to the position, oh well, there's a lot of things because you know one of the things we can talk about right away is, is is criminal justice reform is as simple as an executive order to instruct. Law enforcement, district attorneys, and judges to no longer prosecute people for small quantities of cannabis, for possession of small quantities of cannabis. And that's something you'll do when you get to the government? That, that's like going to be first. I'm, I'm already trying to um, compose the words in my head so it's poetic. <laughs> he said, I want to make a moment of it when I do Oh, it. man. Hi. <laughs> by the power vested in me by the authority of Article Take One, two. Section Eight of the Constitution, I hereby declare, under the powers of under Section blah blah blah, yeah. that you know I am empowering my my uh, authority <laughs> to tell you to stop prosecuting people for for holding weed. Stop it! Just stop it! You know, because that's how they get you in the system. Yeah. You know, no, and, no, and no, no, no victim, no crime. We can use juries to tell the judges that the law sucks and you're not going to convict somebody of doing something that you'd be doing if, if you weren't in court right now. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that you would do one of the, you would, you would, I'm sorry. You would I'm sorry. That. That, 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 that cocaine must've blown into my bag because the wind blew it in. <laughs> Dave. But, but, but you're a district attorney. I swear it's not mine. Dave, before we fade out of here, man, um, whether you win or lose, what do you want? To, what do you want people to take away from your campaign after everything's done, said and done? I want to take away. I the takeaway is that fifty-seven percent of the American population in the most recent Gallup survey said that they want to have a third party. Half of the Democrats want a third party. Half of the Republicans want a third party. Forty percent of the population identifies as as, as independent. That means they don't want to vote for either party. Only 30, the other 30% is, is split between Democrats and Republicans. 
a vote for a libertarian is, is, is a vote for a libertarian. And if the 40% of people who don't normally get out to vote because they're just like tired of, of the tyranny and don't want to participate because there's nothing out there good to vote for because it's always a choice between good, you know, the lesser two evils. Yeah. I'm not the I'm not evil at all. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm pure as driven snow. I swear to God, all my life I have I have lived my life um, in in accordance to the, like the you know the saint, saintly um, uh, what do they call it the virtues. I, I'm a virtuous person because I believe that that is how you change the world is by yourself being virtuous and and adhering to your strict code of morality and standing up when you see something that you feel is an injustice. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And right now, what you see as an injustice is what we are looking at. <laughs> so um, that's why I'm running for governor. And, and the thing is, I'm, I'm, I've, I've already made the decision, regardless of how this outcome is, I'm going to do a lot more vocal media and more touring events and stuff to go out and talk to people about this is what the deal is. Are we going to see more Ted Metz? Oh, like yeah. Cause, you know, this, I, I think I've, I've, well, I don't know, because I've, I've got so many other things, other talents as well, you know, film and audio and, you know, video and web design i do a lot of creative stuff oh we're gonna see ted metz anyway <laughs> so i'm out there doing stuff i do stuff for a lot of other groups and organizations too like 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 peace free normal but yeah. anyway that's how i got into that was like i'm already at the committee hearing you know one's one's at one o'clock and then others at three o'clock likes to hang around and, and do two or three committee hearings today so i was down at the capitol a lot i got a lot of film on one of my youtube channels is operation educate and the other one is Peachtree Normal. Most of the videos on Peachtree Normal are, are, are testimony and hearings and, and, and events that we've done in the cannabis space, including yeah. stuff down at the Omen Agency. Yeah, so, you caught Cash Color Cannabis. Show enough. Show enough. <laughs> oh, really man, there's did. some... I, I, haven't, I haven't talked... When I say that Ted has been with us, <laughs> Ted has been with Cash Color Cannabis since we opened the door. Like, this is not a, a, an unfamiliar I, face to us. I drink. <laughs> yeah, it's, it really is. This is not an unfamiliar face to us. This is an unfamiliar face to all of y'all. <laughs> like, I've well, been known Ted Well, maybe even just some of y'all, because, you know, if you've been anything at, at the Omen Agency or downtown or at the Atlanta City Council meetings or, you know, other protests for diff- different stuff, I did uh, a couple of... Black Lives Matter, take a knee, um, um, the taking a knee, yeah, whatever it was. Ted has been out here. Anyway, yeah, uh, you know, I've done a lot of here. stuff lately. I wish I could remember the name of that event because it was kind of cool. <laughs> I haven't posted the video, but you know, we went out with the and uh, Black Lives Matter group and and took a knee on Piedmont in front of Piedmont Park, held up traffic until they started beeping and stuff. So I got I got film of that. Ted, from you, a libertarian perspective, you know. Ted, you are definitely a Dosakis man. You're one of the most interesting men on the planet. I think you're. I don't always cut my ear off, but when I do, I do it at Emory Midtown. I, I think that I think that you're making this whole run for for governor a lot more interesting. Well, and also, you know, everything you should do should be um, done with like humor and and love and let's go have a party and let's let's get this done. But let's be civil about it and enjoy ourselves yeah, yeah, and yeah. have fun while we're doing it and that's one thing all I this racial tension stuff you. is just i i hate it i mean what the fuck you know it's like why are you approaching me with with an attitude that somebody else told you you need to think about this about me Bro. because that's the stereotype i'm fed to keep me apart from sitting down and having a conversation with you because you know you're a different 
something else. Uh, that's, you know what? I, I literally thought of a, of a whole interaction I had today, and I was about to have this conversation, mm. but we're out of time. Ah, <laughs> Ted, we can talk about it afterwards. Yeah, right? before okay, we go, let, let everybody know where they can find you at on, on social media if they do want to support the campaign and if they do want to just find out a little bit more about you. All right. My, my campaign website is tedmetz.com. I've been fiddling with it, but I've just, I have so little time to do stuff. So it's, it's kind of funky looking right now, but I got a lot of good stuff right on the homepage. I got links to videos. I got links to articles. I got links to my platform all on the homepage, tedmetz.com. And then I'm also on Facebook. I'm, I'm Ted Metz on Facebook. It's public. I don't hide anything, and I just don't post what shouldn't go out there, you know. And then I've got the Ted Metz for Governor, F-O-R, Ted Metz for Governor, but you can just do at, at Ted Metz, and it'll pop up in the auto load. And I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I'm on MeWe, but I never post. I was on Gab AI, and that's something we got to stop, man. This is media censorship, and that's really what I wanted to get around to before we close. How many more minutes do I have? Oh, you, you got. We got a couple. We got four more minutes. Tell okay, I, I real quickly. I want I want everyone to like ask themselves. You know, we're, we're days away from the le- election. How come we've never heard of this guy Ted Metz? Who is Ted Metz? Why is he running? And then looking at the opposition opposition on on Facebook, going the brainwashed left saying. A vote for the Libertarian is a vote for Stacey Abrams. And then the, the you know, Stacey Abrams faithfuls are on Facebook saying, a vote for Ted Metz is a vote for Brian Kemp. Mathematically, it doesn't work like that. One person, one vote. If you vote for me, I get the vote. Not those other two people. It's me. 40% of the people are in, have identified themselves as independents. 40% is a bigger percentage than the other 60% split between the other two factions. I could actually go to the runoff if you just get off your ass and come vote for me. I'm the only Xbox you have to put on the whole ballot. You don't have to vote for anybody else. You can cast one vote on the entire ballot, and you don't have to do anything else with the rest. All the amendments are, are BS, and, and they're, they're really unconstitutional. I'll explain it on my website. And don't vote for any of them. Vote no on all of the amendments, but the two um, referendums are okay. Ted. No on the amendments. So tedmets.com, come come visit. You know, let's let's do something. I got I, I I'm almost out of time. I've got way too much going on. Look, half until, Ron Paul until half Sunday. Ron I'll be on TV on Sunday on WSB. It's a long story about how I got invited to that debate. But we've been fighting media. I'm getting earned me, me, media. Uh, I wish I could have come here sooner. Look, I just I'm I'm just appreciative that I'm part of this journey <laughs> that, you, that you are that you are making. Like I don't I don't think you can understand that much, man. Share my stuff more, dude. Oh, do you know what? Now, we definitely are at this moment, man. Trust me, I got you, bro. So I do appreciate you coming through tonight, Ted. I I'm glad you had you me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm again. I wish I could have come sooner. Yeah, we definitely do. And I, and I you well again. It was I, I don't mean to be out of touch. No, it's no problem. We 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 now connected again. I mean, clearly yeah. we're going to keep seeing you regardless of what, of what happens on November. So, we're going to see Yeah, Ted this doesn't end for me cuz no. I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to continue the struggle to bring liberty, prosperity, freedom and 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 like tranquility. You know, tranquility is what we're missing in America cuz everything's Somebody's stirring the pot on two sides to keep us apart. This is the divide and conquer strategy. I really feel like he was about to break out in song. <laughs> uh, since I, 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 the surgery took parts of my tongue, and I, I, it doesn't, I can't sing like I used to, and I can't hear if I'm in tune, so it really sucks. Dos Equis, man. Don't, Ted, don't tempt me. Ted Metz. And that's Cash Color Cannabis, a high level of conversation, a live hip-hop daily.tv. I appreciate you, Ted. All right, remember, I listen.